What's up, everybody? Welcome to Psycho's World, where we talk video games, motorcycles, DIY, and more. I'm your host, Psycho Quirk, but you can call me Psycho for short. I want to share with you some of the things that interest me in my world, because if you're here, then they most definitely interest you as well. So whether you're slaying noobs in a battle royale, got your knees in the breeze and laying down some miles on your bike, maybe you're working out your next DIY project that may or may not go as you wanted it to, or anything else you're getting into in the moment, I'm here to hopefully make this part of your day a little more enjoyable. About as relevant as a popsicle on a cold winter's morning, welcome back to Psycho's World, everybody. How are you guys doing this week? Hopefully your week is going good. My week is going busy, as always. But, you know, it's just the name of the game. So, uh, getting quickly into things here, uh, just a little bit of general news. I've got a little bit more gear on the way, so I can hopefully provide a little bit of a better show for you guys. Um, spoiler alert, it's, oh, I got a great deal on a uh, webcam, because at the time of recording, it is still Prime Day, so I really couldn't pass up that offer on that certain camera that I've been looking at. So I went ahead and pulled the trigger on that guy. So it should be here soon. I can't guarantee that the next episode is going to actually have a video companion, but I will be trying to, uh, you know, play around with it and see how that goes. So that's cool on that front. Uh, Another small bit of, I don't know if you want to call it interesting news or not, but I finally kind of, sort of, not really, but yeah, decided to get back in the Facebook groove. So the whole reason that I did all that is so I can manage my page for the podcast. I kind of have no uh, desire to even get back into the actual social aspect of Facebook So, therefore, I can't say that you could actually find me on Facebook because, to be honest with you, you won't, I mean, you will be able to, yes, but I will not be active on there. It just, uh, own reasons, um, it just, it's it's just not my groove anymore, man. Um, It just, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Everybody knows Facebook's ridiculous anyway, so that's no brand new news there. So, that's that for that. And I kind of, in, a, in another change of subject, I've kind of threw an idea or two at Merlin, uh, possibly seeing if we can't get him in for some kind of segment edition every now and then. Just, you know, it's just talks for now. I can't guarantee that it's actually going to happen, but, you know, I, I thought it was pretty relevant for the podcast. Um so yeah, we'll see what we'll we'll see what comes about. Can't really can't really say, but uh yeah, we'll see what comes about from that. So the last bit of general news that I have that, you know, is relevant to me and to everybody else out there in Radio Land, Podcast Land, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that got weird real quick. <laughs> So anyway, uh, no, so I was, I actually finally semi finalized my desk setup. I had transferred 
I, w- I kind of wish I would have taken a picture. Merlin can attest to this, but so my previous setup was basically I had one of those tiny, tiny folding tables. Like, you know, the big white folding tables that you get for, you know, like if you're having a picnic outside or, you know, just need an extra table to put food on for Thanksgiving or something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about, the big white folding tables. So I had an extremely tiny one and I had my keyboard and mouse and mouse pad and all that good stuff set up on there. I had my arm for my mic on a TV tray, like it was a wooden TV tray, had it hooked up to that. And I had all of this basically right in front of my 4K TV and used my 4K TV as the monitor for my computer and had my computer on another TV tray. It was a horrible setup. So moral of the story is that I finally kind of built my own little... Oh, I, I built my own rig pretty much um, with it was kind of cool because I took some uh, free materials that I got from, you know, just being around on the property. They're you know, doing new construction. So they have some old two by fours that, you know, they may have nails in them or they got, you know, they're dirty or something like that. And anyway, for whatever reason, they decided that they are just going to throw them away. So I was like, the hell with that. I will take those. Thank you. And for the top, I used uh, a door that we were throwing away. It was a entry door, so it's nice and heavy and sturdy because, I mean, all the stuff that I've got you know, relatively heavy. So I figured I needed a good heavy door. And honestly, I found a uh, easy way to throw it all together without screwing everything together so I can still adjust it and all that good stuff. So long story short, I've got myself an actual table, um, battle station, if you will. Uh, I don't know what else you could, you know, call it. So we're just going to call it that. Uh, if you guys are interested, I'll post a picture on the website, cyclesworld.com. Remember cycles world is spelled with a Z, not an S. Um, you can go on there, check it out, as well as the show notes for everything that we're getting ready to talk about. So speaking of getting ready to talk about things, let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of everything we're going to talk about. And first thing is a tiny bit, I say tiny, yeah, right? Is a, <laughs> so the first thing we're going to get into is some video game news. So the first item up for bid is, um, I was browsing around and I found this, I thought it was interesting for two reasons, because it literally involves two of my favorite things, Assassin's Creed and Vikings. So naturally I was in immediately just, I have to read this. So it, it was labeled how Assassin's Creed Vikings could bring the franchise full circle. Now, to preface this, for anybody who doesn't know, it's rumored that the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be centered around Viking mythology or Norse mythology, if you will, which I'm not going to I can't really, you know, say that, you know, you're welcome because I literally did uh, send a letter to Ubisoft 
and say, hey, guys, you know, love your love your games. I can't even remember what game I sent that on. But anyway, I was uh, after playing one of the games, you know, I just felt compelled to send them a thing and be like, hey, guys, I love your stuff. Uh, it would be great if you could, you know, make an Assassin's Creed game that is centered in the Viking era. Uh, I think it would be a great game and, you know, yada, yada, and I just on and so forth. So here we are. Oh God, it was, it's, it's been at least a couple years. So here we are and I'm finally going to get what I asked for. So I guess in a way you're welcome, but well, yeah, now that I'm off of my soapbox. Um, <laughs> so the, the, uh, the title or uh, excuse me, the, uh, the port, I selected a portion of this article which the article I got from IGN and once again I will have the uh, actual link to the article so you can read the full thing on cyclesworld.com so the small clip that I have is Ragnarok and the end of the world quote Norse mythology is considered a chronological set of tales with Ragnarok being its grand apocalyptic finale the word itself refers to the destruction of everything. The great wolf Fenrir swallows Hoden. The sun turns black and the world floods to be born anew in the next life. Going back to Cassandra's warning to Layla in Atlantis, an imbalance in order and chaos, perhaps the Templars, having so much more power and influence than the Brotherhood could be foreshadowing of a similar catastrophic event occurring during modern times, especially considering that Ragnarok means fate of the gods in Old Norse, similar to how Odyssey made use of Greek gods as Isu fighters, Norse gods would likely become Isu fighters as well. So just to clarify, actually Ragnarok does not mean fate of the gods. It means twilight of the gods but that's neither here nor there because it in a way it means the same thing but still just wanted to throw that out there because like i said it was vikings is kind of my thing north north mythology is kind of my thing so dropping a little bit of possible knowledge so anyway um so like i said that was just a small little snippet from the article that i thought was was cool. I, I read the whole thing, or not, excuse me, I didn't read the whole thing. I read a good portion of it. I, I'm gonna go back after I'm done here and finish reading. Um, but I thought it was extremely relevant to this podcast because, like I said, I am Assassin's Creed fan through and through ish, and a Vikings fan or Norse mythology fan lover, whatever you want to. I dig both topics very much, so the fact that I'm getting both in one, I uh, literally makes, I mean, I can't, if you could see my face right now, you could see exactly how extremely happy that I am, which is a joke, because I have the same face, which is what a lot of people would call a resting bitch face, except I have the male version, so I don't really know what you want to call that resting dick face uh, I don't know you call it whatever you want to call it but anyway uh getting back to the point no um Assassin's Creed like I said I've, I've loved that series ever since two I, I liked one but two really drove it home for me and Vikings I 
to be honest with you, I kind of just, and I say just as in, you know, I, it hasn't been like my entire life, but so we'll just go ahead and say recently kind of got into Viking history and Norse mythology and I don't know what it was about it, but just the whole thing really kind of drove home and I don't want to say drove home, but it, it just really connected with me. I don't know. I, I don't know how else to say it, but I just really, just really dug it. And so I, you know, I've gotten, I've read into a whole bunch of Norse, myth, Norse mythologies, um, researched a hell of a lot of stuff on Vikings, um, yeah, there's actually a lot of things that people get wrong with Norse mythology and Vikings in the of the like. But that's neither here nor there for that. Get into that maybe later, some other time. Anyway, moving forward. So, um, yeah, so Vikings, you know, in, in reading Norse mythologies and everything else, that's actually how I got into trying mead for the first time. You know, I just... Reading about, you know, obviously that was one of the drinks that uh, the Vikings had back in the day. And naturally, you know, I was like, I need to try a mead. So sure enough, I found one. And ironically, the first one that I found is the one that I fell in love with. And that one is called Viking Blood. I couldn't tell you what the brand of the company is. I forget the name. Yeah, I, I I forget the name. I'm completely lost in thought right there. But uh, anyway, Viking Blood, they have more, I'm going to go ahead and call them flavors, even though they're not really flavors. And I couldn't tell you what the names of them are, just because they're kind of in a different language, and I don't know how to pronounce things. Like, I know one's like a, a Dangstmjord. I don't, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that properly. And then there's, I don't know, there's like a white bottled one, which I don't even remember what that's called. And like I said, I, there's no way I could properly pronounce that to save my life. But there's also one more that is basically the exact recipe for Viking blood, except it takes more alcohol or it has more alcohol content. Like Viking blood is 19% by volume as it is and I think this one's like 23 so interesting to interested to try that for sure but getting back to Assassin's Creed Vikings that would be absolutely fantastic like I said I still need to play Odyssey though I just re-downloaded it on this computer so I will hopefully be Given that a good shot here relatively soon. So moving along in the section, uh, but it actually on the same topic kind of Assassin's Creed. So this t article was labeled Facebook reportedly signed a deal for Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed VR games. And now this I got from The Verge. So... Once again, the link to the full article will be on the website, so you guys can go check that out, which I urge you to do for any links that I put on here, as I feel that they're relevant and worth a read. So the article clip it that I have states, and I quote, 
Facebook has reportedly signed an exclusive deal to put Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed games on its Oculus virtual reality headsets. The information reported the news this morning, although it didn't offer much detail about what those games would look like. The titles are apparently part of a larger push to acquire studios and back exclusive games, something Oculus has been doing on smaller scale from some for some time. So I can totally see an Assassin's Creed game in VR, although that's going to be really weird because Assassin's Creed in and of itself is actually like, okay, so for those who don't know, basically you have uh, you are a character in real in real world time, you know, like, for instance, you know, 2019 era. And you basically go into this thing called the Animus, which is, I mean, in all, for all intents and purposes, it's basically a gigantic VR thing, a portal, whatever you want to call it. So you're hooked up into this thing and you go and, you know, you live the uh, memories of past lives that are part of your uh, bloodline. So basically not everybody can be, you know, not everybody has the, anyway, that's, that's, that's neither here nor there. I can explain Assassin's Creed at some other time, but anyway, so the moral of the story is that. Assassin's Creed is theoretically a VR game, so it's going to be kind of funny to play a VR game inside of a VR game. There's kind of a, uh, oh, what's that name of that movie? Um, uh, oh, my God, I can't think of it. Anyway, it's it's going to be one of those one of those moments. Whatever the name of the movie is, I can't think of it right now, but, you know, a dream within a dream and all that good stuff. I can't think of the movie for save my life. Anyway, so now the Splinter Cell part, I... Confession, I've actually never played a Splinter Cell game, but I hear they're, you know, really good. I just, like I said, I never, I never did. I don't know why. It just wasn't my jam back in the day, you know, when they, when they were in their heyday, that just wasn't my day, you know. I mean, I mean I've, I've got a, quite a lot of things that, um, yeah, I got quite a lot of things that, is in the, uh, I don't want to say back catalog, but, well, just for instance, Final Fantasy, like, I've never played a Final Fantasy game. I lied. I briefly played, I think it was Final Fantasy 3 for Super Nintendo. It was, I don't remember which one it was. I know it was a Super Nintendo one, and I remember hating it because I hated the whole walking around, and there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden, you know, you run into something, quote-unquote, and then you're going into this whole fight thing, and there's I, I I couldn't get into the mechanics of it. I just I just couldn't. It wasn't my thing. It's still not. I don't like the turn-based uh, fighting strategy thing. It just it's not my jam. So I never got into those Final Fantasy games. But anyway, I'm sure they're fantastic. They look cool. I just, I can't get into that. So anyway, uh, like I said, basically Splinter Cells was kind of the same thing. I never got, not saying that Splinter Cells is a turn-based or anything. I'm just saying I just, I never got into it. But I'm sure that it is equally amazing as I hear a lot of people, 
you know, wishing, hoping someday, sometime soon, they're going to come out with a new Splinter Cell game. Like, it seems like every E3 that comes around, somebody is always just like, man, it's this year. This is the year. This is the year for Splinter Cell. It's almost like being in Kansas City and, uh, you know, every year somebody's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's our year for the Chiefs. You know, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win it. It's our year. I hear that every year. And it never happens. And to be honest with you, I wish that it would. Just because it hasn't happened in, what, like 50 years or maybe even longer. I mean, it's been forever and a day since it has happened. So I kind of wish that it would happen. Just, you know, just just to give, just to, I don't want to say get it out of everybody's system, but, you know, it would be just to get it out of everybody's system for lack of a better for lack of a better term, you know, we got really close last year. Uh, lots of people said, you know, we should have, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is not a sports podcast. So getting back to all that, um, once again, look for that article on psychosworld.com and getting into the last bit of video game news that I personally find relevant. So this one labeled Borderlands 3 will not have cross-play at launch. I got this article from PC Gamer. Once again, the link will be in the show notes on psychosworld.com. Psychosworld spelled with a Z, not an S. Quote, Randy Pitchford has said that Gearbox is very keen, air quotes, on supporting cross-platform play in Borderlands 3. While publisher 2K Games has been somewhat more circumspect about it. Quote, crossplay is something we're looking into closely, but we don't have anything to confirm or announce at this time. End quote. A rep said in April. That situation looked like it was about to change when a tweet on the official Borderlands Twitter account invited followers to a celebration of togetherness at 7 a.m. Pacific time slash 10 a.m. Eastern time on July 16th. Several respondents took the message to mean that crossplay confirmation is on the way, as understandably so. However, comma, and this is not in the article, apparently it's not going to be at launch. So I personally don't have a opinion slash preference on the whole crossplay play thing. I don't know a whole lot of people anymore that are big gamers that I can, you know, play games with online and all that good stuff. So therefore cross play to me, isn't going to be a big deal. Now I, I do have friends that would play it. If I could talk them into playing it, they would play it on PlayStation four, but it's one of those things like they, they play games, but really they, they're they not as big gamers. I mean, I'm not that big of a gamer to begin with in the grand spectrum of being called a quote-unquote gamer. But I kind of basically make them, you know, they make me look like a hardcore gamer. So I don't know if that really, you know, puts two and two together they just don't play games like i do we'll just we'll just chalk it up to that they don't play games like i do so i can't really i mean i'll probably get the game on well to be honest with you i'll probably get it on pc just because my 
PC is probably, well, I know it is. My PC is better graphically than the PlayStation 4 at this current time. So, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. It's not here yet, but it will be. So, looks like I will make that decision when the time comes. But, I want to know, what do you think about all these stories? I would love to hear what you got to say about it. So please get in touch with me through any of the ways you can visit cyclesworld.com to find out how. Uh, email matt at cyclesworld.com. Like I said, you get a hold of me on Twitter. Uh, you could call the Cycles World hotline, voicemail, whatever you want to call it. You can call and leave me a message. Uh, once again, cyclesworld.com to find out all the fantastical ways on how to get a hold of me and let me know what you think about things. So moving forward, I have actually, let's do this real quick. So I, I was kind of, I didn't know what whether or not to put this in its own category or games because it kind of is both because it's a TV show based off of a game. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and keep it in the game section like I said, because it's a game, but just know it's it's about it's a TV show based off a game. So, article titled once again is from PCGamer.com. Go to the site to figure to read the whole article. Um, titled The Witcher TV series on Netflix now has a poster, logo, and its first stills. So, title snippet that I have is The Witcher on Netflix, which is coming later this year, now has an official poster that showcases star Henry Cavill as Geralt of Rivera. Rivia. Rivia. I, I messed that up. Anyway, it makes a slightly better impression than the initial costume test from last year and features the series' tagline, the worst monsters are the ones we create. Now, in case you guys don't know who Henry Cavill, Cavill is, that was the guy who used to be Superman in, well, all the DC, uh, you know, movies that I, I almost said Marvel Universe, but no, it's the DC Universe movies, you know, like uh, Batman versus Superman that, and that lot. So for those who don't know, real quick, Henry Cavill is no longer going to be Superman because of, well, uh, contracts, yada, yada, not important right now so witcher on netflix looks like it's definitely going to be a thing so fans of the series gaming series that is will hopefully have something cool to look forward to from the show on netflix and hopefully it's going to be a good one and not uh, just some you know crap that they throw together just because they're netflix but who knows? They actually have been putting out some relatively good stuff, so hopefully there is some good there. Uh, one other thing I'm going to throw in this little section, just because we're talking about games and, you know, I briefly mentioned the word PC, so we'll go ahead. And, uh, that's, how I, that's how I'm correlating everything. It's chalking it up. And yeah, whatever. Anyway, so... Um, so last episode I talked about AMD's lineup for 2019 um, and I thought this was interesting that the AMD confirms Radeon 5700 series price cuts two days before launch so here we are well like it says 
two days before launch. And actually, I take that back because I got this. It's probably going to be a different date than by the time you actually read this, regardless. So basically, kind of a long story short, you can read the article. Once again, PC Gamer. I'll have it on the link. The link I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, so basically, it's they dropped it fifty bucks from the price that they originally said. Uh, the the RX fifty seven hundred uh, was three seventy nine, and they're going to drop it down to three forty nine. And you know the the XT four forty nine dropped down to three ninety nine. The fiftieth anniversary edition four ninety nine down to four forty nine. So like I said, basically down 50 bucks and at the time of this recording you know apparently there is a good deal on them for prime day but like i said by the time this actually comes out prime day will be definitely over so i guess disregard that but still you know they're dropping at 50 bucks so that's pretty relevant and in my eyes you know 50 bucks is 50 bucks so, hey, you know, 50 bucks is half of better, you know, something, I'm sure. So, anyway, uh, so that's all I've got for the first kind of sort of half of the little news that I've got. So, I am going to move into a little bit of motorcycle news. And I actually have some kind of relevantly cool stories. So, let's go into a little bit of that, shall we? Okay, so this was this was actually my uh, a good buddy of mine slash brother from another mother, if you will, would find this story relatively fun since he's a big uh, old school Lego guy. So I kind of seen this and was like, "Yeah, dude, this is uh, totally for you." So um, it was titled "Harley Davidson Partners with Lego to Build a Fat Boy." And this is from MotorcycleCruiser.com. You can go to the show notes, look for the link, read the entire article yourself. The clip that I got states some of the intricacies of the Lego creator expert Harley-Davidson Fatboy include solid disc lake steer wheels, teardrop fuel tank with printed Harley-Davidson logos, and a Milwaukee 8 engine. The really cool part is that the Milwaukee 8 V-Twin, which sports moving pistons that engage when you spin the rear wheel. The handlebar turns the front wheel. You can move the gear shift and the kickstand also deploys. You get a dual exhaust. You even get dual exhaust and levers for the transmission and brakes, all capped off by the same wicked red color scheme as the actual bike too. The bricked-up bike model measures more than 7 inches high, 7 inches wide, and 12 inches long. And with 1,023 pieces in the box, it'll probably make for a nice long afternoon of assembly. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Looking at the pictures of this thing, I actually kind of want one. So <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know if I have the patience to put together 1,023 pieces, though. But, you know, uh, if that's your thing, then... This is actually this actually looks like a really cool little thing. I hope he hears this and goes to the site and reads the whole article himself. And um, I'd be very interested to see if he ends up picking one of these up, depending upon the price. I actually didn't look into how much they were, 
But regardless, um, dude, if you're listening, I would be more than happy to possibly help put you or put this together with you. So I'm publicly stating that if you want to go halves on it, I'll, uh, uh, let's do it. Let screw it. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Let's do it. Let's go halves on it. You know who you are. So, uh, get in touch with me through any of the ways that you personally have (laughs) anyway, moving forward. So the movie easy rider celebrates a 50th anniversary this week. It's Easy Rider's 50th birthday, like I just said, and the celebration will be happening this weekend, although it will be over by the time. No, wait. Uh, you might want to check the you might want to check the actual article because, like I said, this is just a snippet. Anyway, it's been a half century since Wyatt, Peter Fonda, and Billy, Dennis Hopper, roared into theaters on their custom Harley Hydroglides en route to New Orleans. Along the way, Dennis Hopper's groundbreaking film became a countercultural touchstone and a box office hit punching through to a mainstream film scene previously dominated by westerns and musicals full disclosure i have never seen the movie easy rider uh, it, it's on my list it literally legitimately is on my list of stuff to see i just haven't seen it yet but i don't know i think it'd be cool to go see it if but i don't think it's playing in a theater by the time you guys listen to this podcast, it'll be over and done with. But I still thought it was cool and relevant, so I threw it in there. So uh, anyway, so they're apparently doing a 4K viewing uh, in movie theaters, select theaters across the country. I think it'd be cool to have gone and seen that, but you know, it uh, obviously wouldn't have worked out. So is what it is. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's on my list of things to see. So hopefully at some point I will be able to see it. So the one last thing that I've got and actually is there's an article for it, but I'm going to go into it a little bit just because I have my opinions on it naturally. So the title of the article was the best ways to stay cool on a hot motorcycle ride. Once again, uh, motorcycle cruiser for all three of these. Um, links will be in the show notes. So their five ways is basically for gear and the gear that they list is the tour master dry mesh. Yeah. Dry mesh mesh slash leather gloves. That was confusing. Eco pro warm weather sleeping bag, BMW motor rad cool down vest, Swoosh Touring Motorcycle Gel Seat Pad Mission EnduraCool Helmet Liner. So, the gloves. I mean, okay, I can get... I'll, I'll give them that on the mesh gloves. Yeah, mesh gloves are good. I I personally wear fingerless gloves. Just my personal preference, though. Um, but if you are a, uh, you know, I want to cover my whole hand, then, you know, by all means, yes, I would say get some mesh leather gloves because they obviously will allow, you know, air to flow through and yes, your hands will get hot and you'll also get that weird little, um, oh, what do you want to call it? The suntan, it's not suntan, sunburn line or tan. If, if you're smart enough to put, <laughs> if you're smart enough to put sunscreen on, it would be a tan. But anyway, um, no, so Yes, I can agree with them on the national other gloves. 
I can't say that I've ever had a sleeping bag help me on a warm bike ride. I mean, I I know that kind of sounds retarded, but I personally think it's retarded to put a sleeping bag on a warm or on a hot motorcycle ride. Uh, top five things list. Now, I mean, you want to put like on a hot motorcycle ride that you're going to camp, then yeah, sure. But I mean, I wouldn't put it on a ride thing. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So the third thing they have is the BMW Motorrad cool down vest. Now, I have used gear such as, so in the wintertime, I use this piece of gear, well, pieces of gear, really, called freeze out. Now, for those who have never heard of freeze out gear, it's basically like long johns, but on steroids. That's it's really the only way that I can state it. It's, um, well, it's, it's, so it's a base layer. It's, I can't even really, how do I, how would I describe it? So like I said, picture if, okay. Now, if you take long johns just as a base picture long johns, but on the inside, it's not that, you know, long john material, like it's uh, a little bit more soft and it's almost kind of like the liner of a glove, except it's, you know, thicker. And that's on the inside. And on the outside, it's basically this, um, oh, what do you want to call it? Some kind of material. I don't know what the material is, but it, it kind of makes it windproof. Well, not proof, but wind resistant. So you get now naturally it being a base layer what it's supposed to do is basically push the wind away from you so you just kind of get the cold but not the wind if that makes any sense i don't know regardless all i can attest to on that the freeze out gear mind you and i know this isn't hot motorcycle ride but i'm just going to finish the thought um what the freeze out gear does is amazing I can't state that enough. And I've actually used it when I was shoveling snow for work because I couldn't find long johns. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going out there in just pants. So I got to have something. And I threw the freeze out gear on and I'm not going to lie. It was probably negative 12. Yes. Negative 12 at like two o'clock in the morning or some ridiculous crap like that. And I'm out there. I've got my freeze out gear on, but I have a basic just uh, uh, jeans and a long sleeve T-shirt. And obviously, you know, I had my uh, hood, not hood, um, my beanie on and I had a face mask and gloves and I was absolutely cooking. I felt like my body was on fire in negative 12 degrees mind you so it works it works extremely well for snow blowing or not snow blowing but shoveling snow but as for a ride the coldest test that i have ever put it through is probably the polar bear ride that i went on a few years ago and it was 23 degrees outside and i wore just my freeze out gear a pair of jeans, a pair of boots, because I have the freeze-out socks too, um, a t-shirt with the freeze-out top over or underneath of it, and uh, my I have a riding hoodie, like an armored riding hoodie that I wore, and 
you know, my face mask and uh, glove or yeah, gloves and helmet and all that good stuff. So anyway, you know, I had that in addition to my basic riding gear. And I, except for my hands, I will say that the hand part was not helpful at all. It, it actually probably made things a little bit worse. But anyway, um, that I have really big hands and I was wearing smaller than normal gloves, I guess. Anyway, um, so I wasn't a big fan of the gloves, but anyway, the rest of me, I was, I was totally fine on the ride. And you know, if you, if, if you don't know, going 70 miles an hour in 23 degree, uh, weather that feels like, you know, I'm just going to throw a random number out there, but it feels like, you know, negative 10 or so. Because you got to factor in the wind chill, and like I said, you're going 70 miles an hour, so it's well, well below you know freezing, and you know we could it could have possibly gotten you know frostbite, but you know of course everybody was all leathered up and just raring to go. So I mean, but I I'm just not a big leather guy, so it's kind of funny because the uh, the leader of the ride was like, you know, there's probably like a million dollars worth of leather on this ride because there was i don't know 30 riders or so give or take maybe even more than that i don't remember but anyway i was i was the only guy that wasn't wearing leather anything i didn't have anything leather on so and they worked out great for me so getting back to the original point about a hot motorcycle ride so the same people that make that the freeze out gear they also make this heat out gear the heat out gear absolutely sucks <laughs> it does nothing for you i i, I nothing it does absolutely nothing it, in my opinion it makes it worse so i don't know if this motorrad cool down vest is gonna be the answer but i don't think that adding more of a clothing type deal is really the answer. now like i said i haven't really looked into it but so it may be better but i don't know i i'm, I'm kind of leery on stuff like that you know ever since that whole uh debacle with the heat out but that's you know neither here nor there moving on so swoosh touring motorcycle gel seat pad so i have a gel seat pad and i can't say that it made my ass any less hot it's <laughs> it was still hot so I, I don't necessarily agree with them on that. And on the last thing that they have is the Mission Enduracool Cooling Helmet Liner. That, once again, did not make me, personally, feel any cooler. Now, my uh, buddy who rides with me pretty much all the time, um, he actually has one and he kind of loves it. But he's a little crazy, so I don't know if it actually is something that he really does enjoy using or what. But anyway, um, he uses it. He likes it. I do not like it whatsoever, so I can't necessarily say I recommend it. But I would love to hear if any of you guys have used anything on this list or if you have any tips that you guys have that you've tried out uh, you know, pieces of gear or just anything on how to keep cool on a motorcycle ride on a hot day. 
I would love to hear about it so we can talk about it. So please send me your feedback to mattcyclesworld.com or leave a voicemail for the podcast. Let me see. So, okay. So in closing, that's all I've got on this one. So I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in to me this week on episode 11. I'm finally in the double digits. Uh, Tune in next week. Like I said, you catch us on Thursdays, but I'll say all that in the sign out. So I'm going to stop talking and just let that roll. guys like i just stated that's going to do it for me on this episode and i want to thank you very much very very much again for tuning in this week remember you can catch the show on thursdays on any of your favorite podcast providers i mean we're talking spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher uh where else radio public just to name a few you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at PsychoCourt420. If you want to keep up with me and any shenanigans I may be getting into throughout the week. Um, also, you can, I have a Facebook page, so please be sure to like that and look for some future posts coming from there. You can send any show questions, comments, or concerns to Matt at CyclesWorld.com. Please be sure to note the show number in the email and or subject line. Remember, Psycho's World is spelled with a Z, not an S. You can leave me a message on the new voicemail line. That number is 816-286-4437. If you enjoy what I'm doing here and would like to show me some love and support, you can do so by becoming a patron through Patreon. Like the show even more? You can also show your support by checking out the Psycho's World shop and grabbing yourself some gear from the podcast. Heads up, shirt sizes do run small, so I would suggest getting a size bigger than what you normally wear. For all this information and any additional resources, be sure to check out SegaWorld.com. I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you again for listening, and I'm out. <laughs>